It's been a long time coming. It's nearly been a month since I've been able to sit here at the Siren Radio Armageddon headquarters and press buttons and make them work so they connect not just across Lincoln and Lincolnshire, the East Midlands and the UK, but all the way knocking on the door of the man cave. Is he there? Is he fit, well and handsome? Well, he's handsome anyway, uh, just goes without saying. But is he fit and well? Let's find out. Let's see if Bruce K. Rosenblum is there. Are you online? Well, I don't know if the handsome Bruce is here, but the um, the other Bruce is here. <laughs> well, you see, we've done our pre-chat. And in fact, this is one of those occasions where we should have actually recorded the pre-chat because there was so much going on. And um, the reason we're well, I have to do the caveat, we're recording this at quarter past three as against around about four o'clock. The reason is you've got to go off and have something done to your heart because I, I jokingly said the fit and handsome because I always think you are fit and handsome. But you've had a bit of a tough time since we last spoke, both you and Jackie, and it, it's wrapped up in all sorts of very strange things you weren't expecting. No, we're we're probably uh, the poster children for, <laughs> for, for when you get old, what, <laughs> what happens to you. And all the craziness. But, uh, yeah, since we last spoke, it's been uh, – we've spent most of our time looking for places to get COVID testing. Uh, look, we've, been, we've ended up in the hospital. We're, in, we're ending up now having to do, do tests uh, and things. So, uh, yeah, we, we, uh, it's, it's been crazy. Right before the, um, the holiday, I, was, um, I, I had a, a reunion lunch with some, some fellows that I went to high school with that I played baseball with. And, um, you know, one of, one of them is a great story. And if we have time, I'll, I'll tell it about how I ended up meeting the, one of the guys who came to this lunch. But anyway, long story short, uh, two of the, two of the chaps that, uh, we had lunch with told us afterwards, um, this was on December 22nd. So like right after Christmas, they informed us that they had COVID. And one of them was that felt like he was at death's doorstep. And the other one just said he had a bad cold and a sore throat and some sniffles, like, like a bad cold. But that put us wheels into motion. Jackie and I started running around town looking for places to get tested. We couldn't get tested anywhere without making an appointment, and then we would have to wait a couple days. And the kits for the instant testing, the home tests, were, were nowhere to be found. They were selling out first thing in the morning at, you know, as soon as the, the shelves were stocked at pharmacies and drugs, other drugstores. So we had, a, we had a real time of it. And, and then we were told not to order online because there's a lot of Fraudulent uh, tests out there that aren't um, that are, that aren't CDC approved, and so people are are selling phony tests. So it, it's it's been crazy, but um, we ultimately ended up finding an urgent care who told us that if we went online at midnight, that the walk-ins appointments would open up first thing the next morning. So we set the alarm for midnight at 12:01. We we registered and got tested, and thank goodness we were both negative. But then. Our grandson, our youngest grandson, who's only three and isn't eligible for a vaccination, ended up testing positive. So he put everybody into quarantine. That would be, you know, Evan's younger son. And we were all with him. So we were, <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, the results for us came back negative, but, and everybody else came back negative. And then, uh, so they quarantined for five days and then they all tested negative as well. Um, but another friend of ours who he and his wife had been most vigilant. Their son went on vacation with his family, came back, and, and the whole family had it. And for and some reason, uh, Jim, who you met at our house last time you were visiting in Southern California, seems like ages ago. It was. 
<laughs> but, uh, you know, Jim ended up catching it, and his wife, who is totally out of her mind, vigilant with this whole thing, must be going nuts that her son and his whole family have it, and now Jim, her husband, has it. And his symptoms are bad cold, scratchy throat, just like my my other my friend from high school. So, so I think you know the the the, the I guess the moral of the story here is that you know your symptoms aren't going to be too bad if you're vaccinated. Um, mm-hmm. It's the unvaccinated that are getting hit the hardest and having to go. So so we've navigated through that. And then the other night, from from health wise, um, Jackie started getting pains in her chest and stomach. Um, and I think we told us on air the last time we spoke that she had a bout with ischemic colitis. We did, which got yes. her Really, really sick. So we thought she was having another bout with that. But she said she felt like she was having a heart attack this time, which, um, you know, we, we've talked about suicide and we've talked about other, you know, pre- preventative measures for, for things. But so heart attack is a new one on us. So we looked up symptoms for heart attacks in women and she didn't ha- display any of those symptoms. She, no lightheadedness, no no nausea, no dizziness, no le- pain in her left arm, no cold sweat, no um, no 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 chest pains, um, and and when we did her took her blood pressure, it was a little high, but not not out of the realm of normal, not too much out of the realm of normal. Her oxygen levels were fine, so we figured it was probably about with with the colitis. So she tried to go to sleep, but as the evening wore on, she got it got more painful. So by five o'clock in the morning, I'd had enough, and I said, "This is a, you're going to the you're going to the hospital." And she said, "No, I have to stay home. Jillian's coming over because she's going to announce that she's pregnant with her second child. So I'm going to have my sixth grandchild." <laughs> Surprise, Andrew! I didn't tell really? you that. No. So I said, well, "Wait a minute." I said, "Well, you know, Jillian can still announce it, but you're going to the hospital." So when we took her to the hospital, they did an EKG on her first thing because she complained of. She said she thought she was having a heart attack. Well, her EKG was crazy off the charts, <clears throat> and they got very concerned, and they ended up doing a, what they call it, they put a, a heart cath, they took her to the heart catheter lab, and they put a a, a wire up through her wrist, in you know, up into her um, aortic, aortic cavity, I guess, to see what was going on, and they injected dye in there to see if they were going to need to do an angioplasty and clear out any plaque. But her heart was clear and everything looked fine. And so they didn't need to do an angioplasty and they ruled out heart attack. And but then when they did the CAT scan and ultrasounds on her, it didn't show that the colitis was the problem. They started focusing on her gallbladder and they started preparing us for for gallbladder surgery. Now, mind you, she's here in the hospital by herself because they won't let me in without being a patient. So I'm sitting in 39-degree temperature in a parking structure across the street from the from the hospital. And then finally she said, well, they're admitting me, and it looks like, you know, they're focusing on my, my gallbladder. You, you need to, you should go home and because I think I'm going to be here overnight. So, so I went home and was monitoring her through FaceTime. And uh, long story short, it turns out that they said her gallbladder was clear. So the pain oh, dissipated. Her pain dissipated somewhat yesterday. She felt fine. They let her go home, and she was she had a good night's sleep last night. She's she's been fine. But now we're set up next week for her to go see the cardiologist as a follow up, and a gastrointestinal doctor to do some endoscopy work and to try to really drill down into what the problem is with her because this this can't continue for her. I mean, she gets it's it's like just extreme stomach pains and and it, and they just can't seem to to focus on where it's coming from. 
In the meantime, I had a follow-up doctor's appointment the other day, and they recommended that I go see, that I go to get a, what they call a um, CAT scan for coronary calcium test to see, you know, where and how much plaque I might have in my cardiovascular system and on or in or about the heart area. And primarily for the doctor to adjust my cholesterol and blood pressure medications. But I spoke to Jackie's cardiologist and I said, I'd like to have you start to track me as well. And I'm getting these tests done. So he and my doctor agreed it would be good for me to do that. So today, (laughs) this morning when we're done here, I'm going to get that. It's an eight minute scan. I don't have to do any of the prep that they used to have you do where you take nitroglycerin and then you take medications to slow your heartbeat down and all these crazy things. It's an eight minute test. They do a scan over you. And it hones in on on the plaque in your heart, and it'll give them a sense of of where I'm at. But you know, I'm I'm, I'm knocking on wood right now because I feel good. I don't have shortness of breath. I do 30 minutes on my elliptical, get my heart rate up every day. And I think all the years of working out and exercising, I think you know they tell me my heart's pretty, is strong and in pretty good shape. So you know, hopefully they're not going to find any significant problem in there, and it'll be enough that we can tweak with the medication. But I'll tell you, you know, I should be, Jackie and I should be the poster children for, for growing older because, you know, you name it, you've had it. <laughs> you've I mean, got it. Well, I, mean, I have just, to say, so we've had everything. <laughs> we, we need to rename this program. It's What's Your Aches and Pains? This week, we talked to Bruce Gay Rosenblum and his family. American, Inval- American Invalids, I guess. Yes. We well, the, the thing is, you make some very interesting points, and we will talk about some political stuff in a minute. And then we've got a great story which follows on from John Ketley's program this week. So, so hang on for that one. You're listening to American cousins but the interesting thing is in this country we've got the same sort of pandemic coronavirus uh, explosion with uh, omicron and some of the figures that are coming out now uh, about the surgery which has had to be postponed because of the backlog caused by the omicron thing is really quite serious so the fact that you've been able to get in and get seen for um, a non uh, COVID thing is is really good, even though um, for Jackie at the moment it's a little bit inconclusive, and for you it's it's that worry because I know you've had heart disease in your family, so uh, it's a very challenging time. Yes, very very, very much so. Um, you know, and when you find out that there's certain things going on in your in your cardiovascular system, and they tell you it's it's kind of it kind of freaks you out, and you lose a little sleep over it for a while before you start to get settled down and, and move on. They told me I had slight leakage in a valve, which they say is normal and most people have. And then they, oh. and then I have, I have what you call a ghost beat in my EKG. Okay. So most people's heart will go dum 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 dum. Well, I, every third or fourth beat, mine goes dum 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 dum. So you know, it's it's so. And they said that's, you know, it's it's common. There's nothing you can do for it. Surgery can't repair it. Medicine won't change it. So it's, you know. Ah, yeah. But you see, you, you've you forgotten uh, the film with Peter Sellers when he was the doctor with Sophia Loren. And he sang the song. It goes boom, diddy, boom, diddy, boom, diddy, boom, diddy, boom, diddy, boom, diddy, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So having the extra beats, not a bad thing for you in the entertainment. Yeah, I have the boom, boom, boom every once in a while. <laughs> I wish no, I had. Well, I, well, Sophia, I wish I had Sophia Loren here too, by the way. But don't, don't tell Jack. No, that. your heart, your heart would be doing something else if you had Sophia Loren, and that would be quite an, yeah. an interesting thing for us to be able to do. As I say, big story or medium-sized story, short story, long, depending on what we got left. But January the sixth uh, last year was an extraordinary time um, in your democracy because of the invasion of. Um, 
everything that's going on in, in Washington, D.C. So where are we just briefly having a look at the political situation? What, what's happening now? Well, you know, we just celebrated the one year anniversary of that. And Biden made probably one of his most toughest speeches ever. And he and he came out and pretty much put the blame on Trump for the whole thing, which, you know, he's he stayed quiet on this for about a year. But he blasted Trump and pretty much put the put the blame on him for that. And um, it was pretty well received. I mean, it was pretty it was. a But, you know, and he needed to do something big. His, his popularity numbers are in the toilet or in the loo, as you would say. Absolutely. Uh, and, and he's just getting backlash on a lot of things that he's doing. And like the other day, he just had a uh, made a case for a national voting, enacting a national voting rights legislation. And he's been getting blowback from both Democrats and Republicans on that. And Demo, you know, the Republicans saying hey, he just he's just whining because, you know, he's trying to find a way to, to win. And, and that's really not the key. He's not trying to find a way to win. That's really not the case. And then but Stacey Abrams, who's like the biggest voting rights activist in the country, boycotted the, 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 the conference down in Atlanta where she is. She's running for governor down there because she just called it a Biden photo op. And that was that was kind of a slap. But but it's true. I mean, what what's happening is the Republican legislatures around the country have bought into the big lie. And they've, they're attacking mainly urban centers where people of color vote, particularly the black vote. And they've put restrictions, so many restrictions to make it so much harder for these people to vote in these places. You know, taking away drop boxes, voting by mail, not allowing food or water to be delivered, you know, to be brought to people in line who are waiting in line. You can get arrested if you bring a bottle of water or food to someone who's been waiting in line out in the hot sun for hours to vote. So yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, and then they've the, the gerrymandering that's gone on and the redistrict, the, the redrawing of districts to to favor the, these Republicans that are running in, in many of these places. It's it's unconscionable what's going on. And um, and then Trump's out there, you know, still you know signaling that he's planning on on a 2024 run. And it's beyond me how he can even be allowed to do that, having incited an insurrection and being impeached twice, and then you know, all the bullying and all the lies that he told, and how he handled the pandemic. Who who would want him? But his 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 base and it must be a base made up of haters and, and racists because that's what his he's turned the Republican Party into. It's it's no secret. And and now you've got people like Kevin McCarthy saying if the Republicans win the House back in, in November, you could expect retribution against the Democrats. He's threatening to take Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell off their assignments on the House Intelligence Committee and Elon Omar off her assignment on the Foreign Affairs Committee. I mean, it's getting, it's, it's really ugly. And there's a survey that just came out today. Six in 10 Americans feel that the democracy, that we're about to lose our democracy. And, you know, and it just, it's just galling that that's even a, a, a topic of conversation in today's day and age. And, and when you think about all the people in Arlington Cemetery who died defending our democracy and fighting the Nazis in World War II. I mean, I had a cousin who was a, who won the distinct, <coughs> distinguished flying cross for his, his, his role with the, uh, <clears throat> the Army Air Force in World War II. And, you know, and, and these, these people all died in vain because after 250 years of peaceful power, transitions of power and, and preserving the three checks and balances of our government, the executive, the judicial, um, in, in, the, in, in the Congress, um, we have these checks and balances in place so that each, three equal branches of government um, have a check and balance on each other so nobody can yeah. abuse the power of our government. And, and that seems to, you know, the Trump broke all those rules. 
And, you know, and how do we, and how we allow this to happen? One guy after 250 years of this experiment and trying to form a more perfect union to allow that is unconscionable. I hope people really wake up and slap themselves in the face and say, wait a minute, because you don't really understand how good you've had it in this country until the things that you've had no longer exist. That's always the problem, isn't it? it it's yeah, me. Always- it's, it, you have to be constantly reminded that you haven't got here just because it happens naturally. It's 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 through people's blood, sweat, tears and sacrifice. I, too, have that in my family. My French grandfather, uh, we believe, was part of the French resistance. And we believe he gave his life in the Second World War, working for the French resistance in and around Lyon and Paris, very dangerous areas. So, you know, to see... The, the erosion of democracy, not just across your country, but, you know, what's going on in the UK with our prime minister in all sorts of trouble and the way he's carrying on and the way things are carrying on in other parts of, of Europe is very frightening. So, I'm, you know, six out of ten, I'm surprised it wasn't higher than that. Well, it, it, it probably is. It's, it's probably growing every day in, 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 you know, since the last survey was done. But. It's um it, it is very it's very disturbing. I mean, you know, when you think about you know, you think about parents, you know, talking about losing their freedoms because the the, the doctors want you to wear a mask to save yourself and and your friends and your family from from getting you know this virus, which should have been stamped out a long time ago and could have been had the right steps been taken, but you know you had an idiotic president who talked about injecting bleach into yourself and using light. And um, taking hydroxychloroquine and all this other garbage, and then said it was going to go away in the summer when it got hot, just totally botched it and, and put this country in in way more peril than we need to be in. And and that's going to run for president again. It's it's a disgrace. It's disgusting. But there's a uh, there's a clause in Amendment 14 in the Constitution apparently that says that if a person was involved in the incitement of an insurrection, that they that they can't they can't run for a political office. So. There's this little clause that the Democrats have been kind of chewing on that, you know, uh, that they may that they may enact before before, you know, during, you know, the Biden may enact at some point before before the election to see if they can't disqualify him from running. But, um, you know, I can't imagine what would happen in a second if, if, if for somehow he did run and did win. What what would happen? This, this, this would be the end of America as we know it. That's for sure. Well, let's not go there. We've got to keep your blood pressure okay. We've got to keep things calm. Now, as I promised, we have this fantastic story. This week was the first John Ketley weather show here on Siren Radio um, of 2022. And he uh, always likes to involve um, American cousins. He always tries to find out what's been happening for you. You were sending me pictures before Christmas of some terrific rains that were flooding your your back garden, we call it. You call it your backyard. But then he mentioned a place called, was it the San Marcos Pass? And you pinged me a message saying straight away, we must talk about it. So for the for the end, the, the happy bit of our conversation, tell us more about this place, because he said there were some very interesting weather things that happened up there. And I think it's a, a rather special place for you, isn't it? it? It really is. As a matter of fact, I mean, I got it got my first of all, I love listening to your your weather cast with, you know, your weather show with with John. I mean, I find it it's more, you know. At first, it's like, God, do I really have to like listen to this because it's weather? But, <laughs> I mean, but he presents it, and it's so fascinating, so interesting, informative. It, all those adjectives that just that lead up to telling you how great this thing is. I, mean, I learned about snow thunder and explained it to people. <laughs> I just thought I had never heard that term. And lightning, 
because it gets stuck up there in those snow clouds, you can't see it. But he's right. You have to have thunder and lightning in order to get thunder. So it was a very fascinating show. But what got me was when he said he started talking about weather patterns in the U.S., especially in, he said, northern California. But it's actually Santa Barbara County is in southern California. Um, and he mentioned the San Marcos Pass. And I'm all of a sudden, my, you know, my weather radar went up and I said, whoa, we got to definitely talk about that. <laughs> because you are going to, next time you make it over to this country, you are going to have a special trip through the San Marco Pass with us. We, we venture up to Santa Barbara from, from our home. Um, it's about an hour north of where we are. And it's a, it's a lovely ride up the, um, up the Ventura Freeway up north along the, uh, along the ocean. And, but, in, in Santa Barbara has lovely, it's a lovely beach community, great, great schools there, colleges, University of Santa, California, Santa Barbara is there. Um, the Fess Parker who played Daniel Boone in the old Disney series years and years ago, and he played, he, oh, he played Daniel Boone and he played Davy Crockett. Oh yes. And they have, they designed the ride at Disneyland and the, the Davy Crockett's uh, tree house and all that that's there. Anyway, so Fess Parker owned a, he has a big winery up there and he owned a, he owned a hotel there that, very famous. It's a lovely place, but also, but a little bit north of Santa Barbara is a Danish community called Solvang and Buelton in, in the area of San Ysidro. And now San Ysidro is a big wine country up there. They have a lot of vineyards and they grow their own grapes and they produce their own wines and they're wonderful. And there's also an Indian casino up there, the Chumash Casino. That's a Vegas style casino. And there's lots of lovely restaurants up there, San Ysidro Inn, Garoppolo, Northern Italian. I mean, it's just wonderful. And so we like to make that trek up there. But from our house to – to and then there's the, the, the most famous place of all is, is Anderson's Split Pea Soup. Anderson's is a hotel and restaurant. And as a kid, my parents used to love to go up to Solvang for the Danish foods and the shops. And we would always go to Anderson's for split pea soup. Now, as a kid, even Jackie, we hated going up there. It's like the last thing as a kid that you want is to go for pea soup. It's like, ugh. But it is not, yuck. it is the most wonderful place. It's the home of the never empty um, soup bowl. You, you get all you can eat split pea soup. And I'm telling you, it is the best split pea soup you'll ever have. It is fabulous. So there's lots to do up there. But we usually go up there for like, we make a day out of it. We'll go, we'll, we'll go to the casino to play a little blackjack or a little slots and then we'll, we'll head over to Anderson's, if, you know, for, for some split pea soup for lunch and then we'll stay around and have dinner at the San Ysidro Inn or the, or Garoppolo's and it's just a beautiful day. And then, you know, and then we come home. And usually how we cut time off is as soon as you hit Santa Barbara, you get off at State Street up there and there's a little arrow that says San Marcos Pass. And it's a 25-mile drive that saves you about a half an hour off off the freeway trip from going out and around and in because you have to, you go inland to get to where we're going. So this is a route that takes you directly inland and saves you a lot of time. But it is the most it, and it's a mountain it's a mountain drive. So you got to go up the mountain and you hit the top and then you come down to the other side. And along the way there's lakes and farms and greenery and it's like it's heaven on earth. It's the most beautiful 25-mile drive you'll ever take, and you know, and you know, when I ever, when I, anytime I hear the name San Marcos Pass, I always get this just this vision of of this great drive. It's a curvy drive, but you kind of wind your way up, and 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 the views from up there are unbelievable. And then you, as you come down, 
you come down into the wine country, you see all the, the farms and the vineyards and the cows. You know, the dairy farms up there are, are, are tremendous. It's just tremendous. And then you come in, you come in to, um, into San Ysidro and as you head towards Solvang into the Danish community up there, it's just, it's, you're in a, you're, it, it's a, you're in a different place. And uh-huh. it's just, it's just great. The shops, the restaurants, it's all good. So. Yeah, you know, when he mentioned that there was stuff going on in the San Marcos Pass, it's like, yeah, you, um, we got to talk about that because the next time, um, you, uh, you, you, you put down roots here at the man cave, we're going to, we're going to spend, uh, we're going to spend a day taking the drive up through there. You're going to see it, I, experience I, I, it. You're going to love it. I've actually, whilst we're talking, I did this, one of those Google mappy things and I'm now driving in my mind, uh, up along the Ventura Highway and I've actually got the America song going as a, as an earworm in my head. Yeah, you know, it's funny. You were on, you were on holiday in, in, in up in Scotland and you sent back some of the most beautiful pictures. Um, I, I think that the San Marcos Pass Drive, there's parts of it that are equally as, as beautiful. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so um, I think you'll really appreciate it. And you'll really look. I've got to let you go. You've got to prepare yourself. You've got to get do your deep breathing. Make sure your heart is whatever. And I, I'm still thinking about the nitroglycerin you used to have to have in order to get your heart down to 30 beats per minute. That doesn't sound good. So just relax. Think of nice things and think of the fact that you've done a Fabo program for the first one in 2022, and there'll be plenty more. And we'll be chatting this time next week. But seriously. Do take care and particularly uh, make sure Jackie takes care because she's had a bit of a rough time. And especially if you've got, is it your sixth grandchild on the way, did you say? Sixth grandchild due August 18th. Congratulations to to Gillian. She's uh, she's waited quite a while to have her children, but uh, isn't it fantastic? She's already got one. She's got another on the way. Fantastic. Many congratulations from everybody here. Thanks so much, Andrew. And, uh, And to everybody there, stay safe, stay vigilant, stay healthy. And look forward to an in-person visit, hopefully very soon.